Star Trek boldly goes to the bottom of the ship. Today I'm talking about Lower Decks. This is Scott's Self-Indulgent Movie Podcast. Hello, movie friends. Welcome to Scott's Self-Indulgent Movie Podcast. I am Scott, and today I'm talking about uh, Star Trek Lower Decks, which is the animated series that's about to start its third season. That's on Paramount+. Plus. And I just recently started watching the show, burned through the first two seasons in no time whatsoever, thoroughly enjoyed it. I think it's fantastic, and I have little to no Star Trek experience. So why does it work so well? Well, glad you asked. So without further ado, let's get started. I'll be the first to admit that I'm a casual fan of most franchises. I generally like Star Wars, including some movies, some episodes of the shows, and a game or two, but I never dove into the comics or extended universe novels. I may watch every Marvel movie that comes out, but I'm not rabid for the TV shows or every comic here, or or, or enjoy a comic here or there at most. And with Trek, I know the movies, and that's about it. Sure, I know a lot of jokes that have come via casual references or famous episodes and villains, but I can't say that I've seen any of the TV shows for an entire episode. Until now. Because I dove headfirst into the animated Star Trek show Lower Decks and absolutely adore it. Going first, going from star date 2380, for those of you keeping track, the show follows the adventures of four members of the Lower Decks, or the Grunts, of the second contact ship, the Cerritos. The general idea being that these are the unimportant randos who aid the officers and ship that handles the less dangerous and much more boring second contact missions with new Federation members. The cast consists of Tawny Newsom as Beckett Mariner, a highly capable but naturally rebellious crew member with an impressive past who got demoted to the bottom. Jack Quaid plays Brad Boimler, a Federation fanboy who loves rules and order and hopes to be a captain one day and is prone to very silly freakouts. Sam Rutherford, a half-cyborg engineer who is persistently cheerful and a giant nerd. And Tavana Tendi, an overly enthusiastic alien lady from Orion, she's green, who works in the medical group. The crew is rounded out by Captain Freeman, who is secretly Mariner's mom, her kiss-ass and self-obsessed first mate Ransom, the fight-loving security officer Shax, the chased officer engineer Billups, and the medical officer and actual cat person, Tayana. So what makes this show so great, especially for a Trek newbie like me? Let's dig in. First, we have Cartoon Chaos. The downside to live-action science fiction is that you almost always be... You almost all <laughs> sorry. You're almost always a little bit, or in some cases extremely, limited in what you can do in an episode based on budget. Strange New Worlds and Discovery seem to have a fair amount of money behind them, but there are going to be limits to scope and scale and how many monsters and locations you can put in a single episode. Lower Decks, on the other hand, has none of those limitations. The ship can be taken over by an alien army every week, or visit 12 planets if it wants to, and everything in between. Lower Decks basically handles a movie-level problem every episode as the main thrust or A-plot, often with direct homages to the the Star Trek movies themselves. Action scenes are quick and feature everything from hand-to-hand combat to space battles, and hell, they can destroy a moon or a planet if they want to, without obvious green screen work. Meanwhile, the secondary storylines, either the B or C storylines, are the equivalent of a sci-fi workplace comedy where one character is trying to impress a superior, deal with some interpersonal conflict, or essentially an episode-long joke. 
But because it's a comedy, the life or stakes, life or death stakes often have a silly bent to them. For instance, the recurring villain, the Packlids, are deadly serious when encountered in combat, but are also complete morons whose hierarchy is based on hats. And from there, we get to character dynamics. The key to any show that remotely resembles a sitcom is character dynamics. You need these characters to bounce off each other in interesting ways, often related to their established flaws and foibles. The most obvious source of tension in this show is the relationship between Beckett Mariner and Brad Boimler. Because Mariner is a complete badass, but also prone to rebelling just for the sake of it and tends to mock Boimler's affinity for rules and sincerity. Of course, Boimler is wet behind the ears and so tightly wound he really should loosen up from time to time. All of the characters like this in one way or are, are like this in one way or another, while, and this is the crucial part, still being helpful to the overall group, warts and all. That's the human baseline that makes the show really work. Even something as indulgent as Mariner enacting a Star Trek movie in the simulation room is all about her trying to work out her issues with her mother, Rutherford finding courage to talk to his superior officer, and Tendi reinforcing her boundaries and calling Mariner, calling Mariner out when she oversteps. Which brings me to the part I may love most about Lower Decks. It's a celebration and send-up of Star Trek. Lower Decks is yet another in a long line of shows that works because it truly loves its source material. There's all of the knowing references to the old shows, including a number of excellent cameos, callbacks to the old villains and characters, for instance, Kirk and Spock are talked about like icons, and the fascinations with series tech and how it can and does go haywire. Hell, the concept of focusing on characters that would otherwise be considered red shirts is a joke all by itself, but that's the surface-level jokey stuff. The core of the show, however, is an enthusiasm for what Star Trek and the Federation represent, and that includes cooperation, enthusiasm for all kinds of discovery and knowledge, working together to help people, fighting for what's right, companionship, friendship, and love, and celebrating people for whatever their talents are. Everyone contributes, and everyone matters. Sure, there are episodes when it comes down to winning a fight for the sake of people's lives, but there are also episodes that hinge on successful negotiation, or even embracing the need to bend or break the rules for the sake of everyone's sanity. The show uses phrases like ethical and Starfleet as high praise, i.e. that is so Starfleet to hammer this home. And in the midst of an often uncooperative world where everyone seems to be trying to get theirs, yeah, this communist utopia cartoon workplace comedy sci-fi adventure show ticks all of the bo boxes. Lower decks, lower decks, lower decks. This has been Scott's Self-Indulgent Movie Podcast. Thank you so much for listening. Don't forget to like, share, and subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. And don't forget to join our Facebook group, Scott's Self-Indulgent Movie World, for the latest reviews, discussions, and more. See you next time, everybody, and stay safe.